What's up, guys? <laughs> Alright, look. New month, new Bradley. Let's do this shit, alright? So, Rage 2 released back in May... May 14th, it seems. And with a little over two months with the game and a total of... 40 hours and some change, I must say, I am completely a little bit indifferent. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know if it's the word I want to use because it makes it sound bad. I'm not upset by any means, but I definitely had to take a step back thanks to the opinions of some of my buddies and instead of blindly recommending this game, I had to thoroughly look at what I was playing and if in fact it was worth it. You know me, it's Brad Lazarus, the gaming with Brad Lazarus, and this is where I tell you if Rage 2 was worth it. As far as story goes, you play as Walker, Texas Ranger, in the wasteland, and your job is to take it back from the bandits and savages roaming the land, as well as the authority led by General Cross, whose main goal is world domination, and you're gonna stop him. And that's it. Uh... And you got a friend or stepsister or something. She's called Lily. She talks to you as you fuck shit up and have quote unquote witty banter with I feel as if it's only bearable because I picked the girl version of Walker Texas Ranger and not the male. I think if I did, I'd be mostly bothered because the things Walker Texas Ranger says is just cringy as a guy. It's cringy as a girl, just not as much for some reason. I wish there was more um, to this. I really do, but that's all there is to it. You're the last ranger in the wasteland. <gasps> I think he's inviting me to a party. You're the last ranger in the wasteland. All the others were wiped out by General Cross, which I guess adds revenge to the list, but uh, not anything we haven't seen before. As you go through your journey of vengeance and salvation, you recruit the help of three main leaders, characters, helpers. I couldn't tell you exactly what they are besides helpers because they aren't there for most of your missions, you understand me? Not even the soldiers that they command. It's a rambles world out here. You do a mission to meet them and ask for help, they say they need you to do something for them and after that you have to level up their branch of loyalty. They're called projects but it's like it's a loyalty. It's a branch you fill up simply for doing things in the wasteland. Different activities fill up different branches and that's how you progress the projects of the game and it's cool for the most part i guess just that activities do seem repetitive after you finish leveling them up to the point that you need to progress the story which now has you locate the authority and have you face off against general cross and that's it that's all folks i know i should have said spoilers ahead but you aren't missing much even if i didn't spoil it well, we'll keep you in game, however, is the gameplay. Oh, a quick side note, you do not have to play Rage 1 to play Rage 2. Rage 2 is very well standalone in the series. It takes place some time ahead of Rage 1, so, you know, it's not a big issue. Look, for those of you who've played Doom 2016, the game functions as its pseudo-successor. And I say that with all the positivity I can muster, because it's fun as hell. You're tasked with discovering these architect pod thingies which house your abilities. And while they're a bitch and a half to find, and yes, you have to locate them yourself, each and every single arc that houses weapons and abilities, so keep your eye out for them. You'll feel elated that you did, because man, the amount of fun you have at basically dashing right in front of an enemy and blasting them away is just mwah. 
having a ground pound sending many a foe flying away, a type of gauss cannon a la doom that you just shred through enemies with really makes you feel like the last ranger, the last line of super defense that you are. And this is what originally sold me on the game when it was revealed because I'm such a gameplay first kind of guy. Like <laughs> the wing stick, which you can upgrade to boomerang from enemy to enemy, slicing heads and limbs off, really brings out the soccer in all of us. The drones you can deploy to add an extra gun to the party it's all just so beautifully chaotic and i think the developers did a great job in delivering the rage they wanted to give players <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> all, right, all right anyway anyway as you can tell i'm fond of rage 2's gameplay but that's not all you have whips in this ship and not the BDSM type, I mean the roadrunners that have auto turrets and rocket launchers. It's not for nothing either because I thought it was at first until you run into a race or load up a sanctioned race. You can run into a boss-esque tank that tries blowing you up for the fuck of it. You'll want to upgrade your car and see what else it can do. At least it's how I felt. But here's where I'm a bit like split because after upgrading a certain branch of the leader, remember that whole thing? You get access to a vehicle called the Icarus, and by the name you might have guessed it, you get to fly through the air on this shit. But nothing else is granted, dude. you're just flying from point A to B. You don't have turrets, you, don't, you can't use your weapons, it's just flying. Which completely negates the reason for your fully kitted car in the first place. After unlocking Icarus, I stopped driving altogether. I started flying because it was easier. I actually had to consciously say, okay, I'm gonna drive this time. I don't wanna be bored on my way there. And yes, there's fast travel, but what's the fun in that? If it's too easy, you get bored, which brings me to Rage's difficulty. So at the start of the game, you're pretty bare bones because, you know, the whole finding everything. And because of that, you'll feel a tad bit underpowered and maybe even weak, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, where's the challenge? But later, after you level up, acquire new abilities and new weapons, you'll start to feel overpowered. Which at that point, I turned up the difficulty, and it's something I had to do twice, because otherwise there's no challenge and no fun to be had. You're just too godly. And you're probably wondering, why is it too easy at any point? Are there no bosses, no monstrous enemies that challenge everything you've come to know about Rage? And yeah, there is. Oh man, they're so cool. There's like three? <laughs> uh, I mean, recently added a fourth, but... Ah, oh, man, up until that point, it was just awful. I mean, the more I think about it, there's probably a handful. But again, to the whole difficulty thing. So, okay, there's the brute controlled by the authority. These grunts and titanfall titans. I call these others the swarm, and they aren't bosses, but they're just a literal bunch of mutants that are very relentless. So they're like a mini boss in their own right. They're kind of tough, depending on the situation you find yourself in. The authority sentry and the one they just recently added oh wait no no my bad and the last boss general cross on top of the one they just added the worm so okay that sounds cool and all but you fight them so much they lose their charm it's like they rehash the boss the same just so many times the brute is every other mission story-wise on top of that they're a good portion of the side quests that are littered through the world the authority sentry is also just scattered throughout the entire map and you'll definitely be exhausted when fighting them over and over and over again. There's the tank that you run into almost every time you're driving and that's when you're not running into authority sentries. The mutants which are only explored in side missions and the cooler of the list, the worm. Now the worm was added in an update, however I'm not certain if this was a one and done situation for an event or if this was just added for life, but yeah that's that. 
just a handful and i understand there are games that don't even have bosses like that but i mean i don't know they could have just been a tad bit more creative i guess you're probably wondering why i left out general cross because general cross is just riding a a, a brute and that that's that so it was just kind of weird each boss has a level to it though and it'll let you know if it's too dangerous to go after the bosses just yet but even then they're pretty easy to handle after you figure out their patterns because the game's battles are all about shooting the big open weaknesses it displays to wear its shields down and then fuck shit up further when the shields are down it's not bad just not anything we haven't seen before and yeah, I just kind of get bored of doing the same to each brute and sentry. I think the hardest but funnest battles are the tanks you run into now. I say tanks just based off of their resiliency, but they're just as fast as your roadrunner, and it's cool. It actually provides some much needed change of pace. On top of that, the tanker you're trying to take down, there's many bandit cars surrounding it that you have to eliminate or they'll make your life hell. And that's all while avoiding the tanker's rocket, miniguns, and air-to-ground missiles. It's really fun and satisfying finally taking one of these fuckers down. Just make sure your car guns have ammunition. Among the few hard battles stands the Titans and the Worm. Now, okay, the Titans, if you find the rocket launcher ahead of time, which I don't know how you would, it took me past the end game to find it, and yes, it'll happen, it's okay. But now with that rocket launcher, they're a piece of cake. But I remember just running out of bullets to that shit and not making a dent. I had to be somewhat strategic to avoid dying and getting shot down by the Titans' miniguns. And Grunt's firepower. It was actually quite an ordeal to run into a base that had a Titan, so there's that. Lastly, for now, I suppose, is the most recently added worm. Now, this shit's hard for different reasons. It's not that you can't really hit it. It's that if this thing hits you just once, it's lights out. Even the fully maxed difficulty level 10 sentries give you a fighting chance after a direct hit from one of their blasts. But not this fucking thing. I died a good amount of times before I was able to kill it indefinitely. And it was, oh, so satisfying. Now, I wanted to separate this just because I felt like it needed its own, like, focus. I'm talking about progression, man. I brushed up on the branches and you completing tasks to level them up and you're or and you're probably wondering why would I level them up in the first place. And well, this is why. You do each of those miscellaneous tasks repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly because each branch has its own set of perks. Each mission pertains to a certain branch of, of leader. One perk tree will have you locate storage bins easier through radar pings, which would contain money or feltrite, both necessary in buying ammunition, upgrade materials, and upgrade schematics, while feltrite is more so used to upgrade the tiers in your weapons and abilities, so yes, very necessary. Further down the line, you're able to locate feltrite, feltrite mines and lastly, arc chests. Not to be mistaken with the arc pods I mentioned earlier, because to my knowledge, there is zero way of easily detecting those. You have to go out of your way to find them shits. Anyway, yes. And you'll want to find these arc chests, because they'll grant you a bunch of different crafting materials, materials and or weapon keys. You use the weapon keys to upgrade your weapons with a number of different things, bigger damage outputs, longer clip sizes for certain guns, lock-on features, it's really cool. You use crafting materials for self-upgrades, things like uh, increasing your health gauge, which I've focused on mainly, decreasing the cooldown on your abilities, increasing damage, and making your rage meter, aka your overdrive meter, fill up much faster. Which you'll want to do because, man, oh man, it makes it so much easier in tight situations. And it amplifies your guns and abilities beyond their normal applications. So, okay, take the pistol that shoots many attaching shells at you that engulf enemies in flames at the snap of your fingers. 
I know, right? It's fucking cool. When you're in overdrive, your pistol now just automatically blows up enemies and sets them on fire. So if the initial blast doesn't kill them, the fire will. And your abilities get a far greater decrease of cooldown while in rage mode. And it just makes for some deadly combos to get out of a jam. Or if you just want to make quick work of a base. Here's something else the game allows you to do, and I myself never had troubles with money in this game, so there's a trader that drives around and sells you shit you need. Those crafting materials that trust me are a bit hard to find, and upgrade schematics for your wing sticks, frags, drones, and syringes. And he just comes at random, it's pretty cool. When you're out of ammo for whatever reason, if you need a nanotripe booster, which is a token on top of a feltrite, needed for upgrading your abilities, it's all really cool. I could go on for hours about all these things, but I have a schedule to maintain and you have shit to do. This is great to keep you busy if you want to take a break from the straightforward story. Now, Rage definitely has problems. Uh, no other way to say it. Okay, so I cannot ignore the problems. This game does have, and I hate to do it, I really do. So to start is the story. Very predictable, nothing new at all, just straightforward, no twisty turns or anything, very intriguing. Blah. <laughs> no twisty turns or anything very intriguing. Just take back the land we lost and avenge the fallen. That's it. Story missions as well as side missions begin to feel repetitive after a certain amount of gaming time. I did not experience these much, but there are bugs and glitches. In fact, the one I seem to have run into the most was only just recently added, and it was when fighting the worm. For some reason, when hitting you, he sends you flying into the air, and this isn't supposed to happen because other times he hits me, I just get laid out on the ground. But there's times you're just going through the floor and then the sky and back down to the ground to your death. And finally, I believe at least is the motion blur oh my fucking god i uh, motion blur i never knew what anyone meant by motion blur until now holy shit do yourself a favor go into the video settings for the game and turn that shit off asap you'll thank me for it because jesus man it looks nutty verdict it's hard to it's hard to do this all in all, I myself had a fucking blast playing this game, but the story, repetitive missions, and bugs and glitches cannot be excused because, well, I'm not playing these games for myself anymore. I used to just talk on the amazingness of a video game just because I always would compare them to past iterations, or just the past itself because I thoroughly believe video games are just beautiful nowadays in comparison to the past, but I can't hold them to the same standard anymore. It isn't fair to the everyday consumer that knows next to nothing on video games and the state that they're truly in. To the consumer that plays Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, and 2K every single year. This is all a business, and Rage 2 is nothing but a product. And so I humbly must say that this game isn't only worth it on a sale. Unless you have the money to blow and you love Doom 2016 and wouldn't mind an open world version of that, just catch it on sale. Don't skip it though. This game is worth it. The playthrough for gameplay alone is worth it, and with the free updates it's getting, I can give it the semi-cosign. It's, it's just about, are you willing to spend your money on this? Like I said, it's only worth a sale. When it came out for 60 definitely not. Maybe it'll go down. I think the most you should spend is 30 to 40 if you're really balling, but other than that, can't fully recommend it thanks for being so patient i'll be back again next week with a review a discussion or whatever the fuck i want to talk about thanks for sticking out for the mini hiatus 
This is Brad Lazarus with Gaming with Brad Lazarus, and I'll talk to y'all again soon. Peace, sons of bitches.